Miss Delaney. And it's Katie, Mrs. Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, y'all. Hey. Back at it again with the back at it again. Um, Oh, this is our first thing after Thanksgiving. So. Huh? This is our first episode that we've recorded after Thanksgiving. The other, you remember the Thanksgiving episode? Oh, we were kind of low-key. We did that. That was The hair episode we did before Thanksgiving. So, that was Thanksgiving. Literally sat there all week. In peace. Okay, period. You said what? How was Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh, it was good. I made my little vegan jam, you know what I'm saying? And then I had it with my mom and some of her friends mm-hmm. and then her friends <laughs> yep and yeah it was good it was small understandable yeah not because, for everyone you know, but you know <laughs> you know pandemic literally you know people i follow there's one girl, i'm not gonna say who she is but i love her so much and when i saw her just like yeah I'm flying to see my family and I'm gonna see my mom the next day. And I was just like, this doesn't exist for y'all. It doesn't. I'm flying to murder my family. Like not you being around your family and then going to your mom thereafter. On a plane. I mean, the plane is the safe part. It's the every the part around that that's the dangerous part. So I've heard I will not be finding out. Yeah, my mom's side of the family is pretty small. There was no way people weren't going to, um, like we were gonna have completely separate Thanksgivings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially because my grandma lives, my grandma lives alone, but she hasn't been recently because my my aunt has been there for at least a month. You know, oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So she's been uh, staying staying with her for a while. So, um, yeah. So. They were there. My stepdad didn't stay because he did, he did have to work. So, you know, he my mom kind of like packed him up a plate, mm-hmm. um, and stuff because he had been he works at the post office, so he had been around people and you oh, know, see, yeah. So he he didn't stay, but the rest of us just live in the same house. So, um, yeah, Thanksgiving was hilarious because my gr- <laughs> my grandma she was on one, <laughs> like she was on one the day before thanksgiving mostly and the day of because you like we had a we had a meeting the day before thanksgiving and i was peeling potatoes during the meeting because i was like what i'm not (laughs) trying to do is get cussed out (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) because like you know how you don't want nobody in the kitchen when you cooking and stuff Mm -hmm. you know but my grandma was like you have to be like you have to be physically like your hands must be touching the food or else you're not cooking because like i had been doing multiple things like you know cooking and then i stepped in the kitchen like to say something she was like get out of the kitchen you're not cooking get out of here dang <laughs> it, it got to the point it was it was actually very funny but mm-hmm. it got to the point where my nephew was like can you throw this away from me i don't want to go in the kitchen have <laughs> <laughs> people scared to go in the kitchen that's hilarious and my mom she forgot the some chicken broth for my grandma and and she also like my mom found these little christmas trees and she she bought one of them and she couldn't find another one she wanted two so she had been going around to multiple routes like the day before mm-hmm. and so then when we came to my grandma's house on wednesday she was like 
oh she didn't have the chicken broth so she said i'll just go to the store and get some and my grandma was like you just you probably intentionally forgot the chicken broth so that you can have an excuse to go to the store and my mom was like i'm 54 years old <laughs> i don't need an <laughs> excuse to go to the store like yeah, so oh it surely was on one it was it was hilarious because at, at one point nobody was in the kitchen which nobody was in the kitchen and then we were in the dining room she came in the dining room she's like what are y'all doing in here and my sister was like okay you just don't want us near you that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> and she I okay think that, yeah i think that's what um what had her she, like she laughed because she was like yeah <laughs> she kind of noticed <laughs> you know and then when we were leaving she was like thank you very much for your head <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah i think you know when it's a lot of stuff to do especially because I can see it's a little irritating. I mean, we're transitioning more. I'd say I've helped thanks help cook Thanksgiving dinner in some capacity since I was like maybe eleven or mm-hmm. <laughs> or ten. But like nothing, like it's never. There's still like the significant cooks are my mom and my grandma. My grandma has transitioned out of so a lot of stuff just because her mm-hmm. the arthritis in her hands and stuff she can't do anymore. But um, it's a little so irritating because there are some people in my family who just simply don't cook. Mm-hmm. And so it was just kind of like, dang, y'all really just sitting and we. But I made the greens this year, so that was fun. So did I. I made greens too. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't. Which, I'm glad you made greens because I see a lot of vegans, they make kale. And I'm like, why use kale instead of greens? Since I don't understand that. Plants? I'm, <laughs> I'm very much, you know, as my student pointed out, pointed out you know, I wouldn't call myself thick, but that's not the kind of podcast. I wouldn't necessarily say that just because the way I'm structured but <laughs> I wouldn't call myself thick um necessarily however I'm very much like I be on my healthy vegan stuff but I don't be on my overly healthy vegan stuff like sis greens are already greens not you using turn not, not you using not turnip greens I'm not, not say that I can't you can't think I can't think of many vegan soul food restaurants that don't got no freaking kale and freaking you know whatever like, else from the forest like it's already a vegetable it's weird because it's like kale greens it's like no it's just kale because like greens like that's what it's called They're either collard greens we use collard greens or or mustard greens like mm-hmm. it's not kale greens you it's just kale <laughs> it'd be kale be algae that's what that's the thing like before i was vegan i remember watching who was was that BuzzFeed when it was like Freddie and a couple mm-hmm. other people and they used to do that those things? And I remember watching a video where they went to that restaurant over there. What part of LA is that? That's in Inglewood. And I remember like when I first went to LA, I was like, Delaney, we gotta go to this place. She was like, All right, I ain't eating nothing. And Sounds like I'm I remember decision. Okay. There's this place in D C called the New Vegan Cafe. And honestly, that is the best vegan food I think I've ever had. And I recommend and my my um hmm, he's not my former friend but he's on notice my friend that I have on notice that used to <laughs> that used to uh live in DC for a little bit like he would go it's not Richard by the way it's, y'all girls being messy but my um <laughs> a friend that I have on notice he did a semester in DC and like he would he would he hated that he liked it like he hated that he liked it because it was freaking which I good. don't get because it's because, like yeah I don't have like I'm, I'm a lie and say I don't like it just because it's vegan like you know like nah every time he would try something especially like there's this, there's this place in Chicago that got vegan Chinese food and that junk hits 
and I got like some vegan orange chicken and he was like Jamaicans have this phrase where it, like it can go which means like it will do you know mm-hmm. and as he said that and he was like so you gonna, you gonna give me a little bit more I'm like oh I thought it okay. was you know what I'm saying but won't admit so anyway so I I went to that place before I went to the place in LA so when I got to the place in LA I was like this is such a disappointment because I remember watching this video before I was vegan I was like ooh I don't know about all that and then I, re- I remembered it when I went vegan and I was like okay let's go hit it up not you put it vegans are annoying not you put in freaking whole wheat in the cornbread muffins and freaking bulgar or whatever the heck Bu- not buckwheat. you buckwheat buckwheat oh, that not just sound like nasty something like sis like it was too much not freaking i one thing about me i've always about this i hate whole wheat stuff and not whole wheat things like when i was going my mom would freaking put make whole wheat fried dumplings since you're frying it you're frying it this is regular <laughs> flour my mom got low fat low sugar everything i'm like ina ma'am it's nasty katie no it's not because she buys freaking sugar-free um what's it call it jelly you know i'm like it tastes like you know the um just bite the strawberry <laughs> <laughs> you know the um what's it called the um you remember the little squishy toys the little um rubber toys they be in the shape of like i got you one better you remember slime okay that's what that gen anyway but yeah that place is a letdown vegans are very annoying sis this is time and place. Don't nobody come to no soul food restaurant with no buckwheat. Yeah. Like, it's not supposed to... Okay. Yeah, my, um... Yeah, well, I already told you how my mom's face contorted when I told her you were making vegan mac and cheese. <laughs> okay, but well, what she say about it after? Uh, I want to hurt your feelings, Katie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh-uh. <laughs> she still didn't want to try it, though. She was just like, I just can't. I listen and she wasn't like bleh, but she was just like i just i can't imagine so listen one day maybe when you I got just gonna have to make it one day when i got lisa in the corner she's gonna be surprised because okay. that's <laughs> because that is like my award when i tell the story all the time blast I told her, yeah. see because i know people have apprehension about vegan stuff because like what makes it like that and, and what is it made out of i'm like first of all not we y'all stuff being like, slaughtered yeah. in, around boo-boo like come on let's let's okay. cut the middle <laughs> Let's cut the middle, y'all. I was okay. gonna say that, but I was gonna say like a lot of like, and I'm like I'm guilty of that, but it's also it's just like what you have known, like mm-hmm. you know, like oh, it's not real meat. A lot of the meat we be eating not real meat, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> freaking, freaking. Not you, meat. Not not you like, eating uh, KFC? They use platypus meat, and you uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Freaking McDonald's been using giraffe meat. Oh no. <laughs> Right, not y'all scooping out porcupines and stuff. <laughs> but. Right, freaking your your beloved Burger King. That okay? Them them is Krabby Patties. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh! Remember that machine? What was it when? I don't remember the exact episode, but I feel like it was when Plankton took over the Krabby Patty. I don't remember exactly. But Plankton like took over the Krusty Krab or something like that, mm-hmm. and he had that machine where it would like scoop out um a gray glob and then form it into oh, yeah. and then spray it to make it look like a Krabby Patty. A lot of y'all places, y'all favorite places, are doing just that. So we mm-hmm. need to cut the middle. We talking about vegan delicious. Okay. 
<laughs> no, nah, because someone tried to come to, come for me talking about Taco Bell. This I'm like you got in my mentions talking about your KFC. So I really don't want to hear it. I mean, I don't understand. Even when I was even before, I used to mess up some Taco Bell. So she like. I'm thinking back to my Illinois State days. Taco Bell be the only thing that's open, girl. It's like you've been studying all night. And I mean, let me not act like I was very studious at ISU. I was not. But when you want to end the semesters here and you got to do all the homework you ain't do. And it's like Taco Bell be open. Taco Bell slaps, okay? It do. I stopped going there because it was too much cross-contamination. Like I ate. All right. Yeah. I, I, I just popular. said. Like, huh? So you popular. What you mean? That ding. Oh, you can hear that? Yeah. Oh, girl. Anyway, we got the same message, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't. I, I'm. I just. I got to a point where I can't eat there no more. Um, but I remember it fondly. But let me turn this off. Cause <laughs> I don't think they can hear it because I remember Crystal can fear be arguing about this all the time, and it just mm-hmm. you can't hear. Um. <laughs> But my war running mac and cheese, I had a mac and cheese off with my cousin, Dakota, last year. He's a chef. And we did a, he, he was talking a big game. And I was say, you know, I can just kept quiet. You know what I'm saying? Because my food going to speak for itself, period. So I made my mac and cheese. And we did, we gave my family, put them around the table. We gave mac and cheese A, mac and cheese B. They didn't know which one was what. Landslide. Landslide. Because wow. with the food. I mean, to, in his defense, he did do some extra I didn't taste it my grandma's like you're not gonna try it I was like Gloria <laughs> like no I'm not gonna try it but he did some like he did some extra junk like cause you know he a chef so he gonna, he gonna try to bring out his bed some gruyere and dinner some people just want like regular mac and cheese <laughs> right some, some people just want regular stuff you know what I'm saying and also like he didn't heat it. He didn't reheat it properly. He he fumbled the bag there. That also worked against him, cause he lives in Kenosha, which is like forty minutes from me. Mm. But he thought that's what you get. You came in cocky, okay. and I kept my head down, cause I'm I'm a sore winner after I win. But I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna gas myself during the process just in case I lose. Uh, yeah, we played spoons because that was stolen from me. But that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It will never happen again. So, I mean, at the rate the penny's going, it probably will never happen again. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, but yeah. But I already have my thing. My Katie makes a vegan challenge. So oh, I want to start those because I am Zoe. I am Zoe's. You know, I am Zoe. You be on Instagram, so I thought he's hilarious. Anyway, he be he did something similar to that. But I'm gonna start doing like when I get like when, when we start shaking, when we start making some shake, I want to do a whole bunch of vegan challenges because people would like to be. People I'm you excited. can put some respect on my name. There is some stuff where I feel like you have to be a vegan to appreciate. There's some stuff I'll be like, yeah, only vegans would like this. But there's other things like the Beyond. My mom eats Beyond burgers. So my mom doesn't eat red, doesn't eat um and Impossible burgers. She doesn't eat red meat. Yeah, so that's a good thing for her. Because what was that one over here? I think it was Impossible Burger that Kermaine got. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said he liked it. Yeah. It's like there are some things that I'd be like, this is... This is really like tempeh. That's a real vegan. That's like, you know what I'm saying? Freaking walnut meat. When people make walnut ground beef, I still haven't gotten that far yet. But. <laughs> that was busy. When I tell you one day, I feel like Mr. Taylor was going to cuss me out because he was like, 
he was talking to me about something personal and then he was like what <laughs> I was saying about his business. I was saying yeah, but it's not about me. But and I was like, well, you could always have um eggplant bacon. And I thought he was gonna freaking break my viola in half the way yeah, he looked he at me. To, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even like eggplant. Eggplant is atrocious. What a terrible, terrible thing. But I do um love Baba Ganoush. Like that giant hit that. Period. Whoever made that up. Man, Baba Ganoush is so good. That joint is that joint slap. <laughs> and then once it once it's summertime, I can roast that joint outside. That's how I'm that's how I'm gonna make some real good Baba Ganoush. But yeah, I'm living in depression with the electric stove, so I mean it's a I I'm, it's a joke. I know some people don't have stoves. But yes. Yeah, Katie. <laughs> Freaking ungrateful wretch. No, I just like uh, electric stoves are hard to like control sometimes. You got to learn how to do one. it. Yeah, every time I, I struggle, every time I try, I, because I grew up on gas and then my first apartment in college was electric. And I feel like a lot of places. Actually, no, I think my apartment had an electric stove. Yeah. When you first see it, like, it's lit. You know, the water going to boil like instantly, but it's like the payoff of like trying to you gotta just get used to it but yep you got some news not really oh, just real? kidding oh. um <laughs> i was like period let's move on <laughs> well now i just want to say real quick um about a uh fellowship that's going on in seattle so not the the deadline isn't until february 4th but I'll link it so that y'all can no I'm not sabotaging y'all it's actually on June 20th now never mind June comes after February so (laughs) and I knew that because I'm a person who knows where the months go in so months are a social construct (laughs) no I actually met somebody who was like I actually don't know which months are which I just know like the numbers and I was like what (laughs) I thought that'd be harder (laughs) yeah I'm like I feel like you might as well just learn what order they go in like also just month one I distinctly rem- remember Miss Nielsen, my kindergarten teacher, like sitting us down and teaching us that. Yeah, like that was a lesson. Like that was a lesson we did. Yeah, yeah, and, and some people are like that with telling time too, because there's more like digital clocks and stuff. Like you'd be surprised how many people can't tell time. I wouldn't be surprised by that because the girls in my class and I went okay. to kindergarten. And <laughs> I went to <laughs> kindergarten and freaking nine no, I, I am surprised uh by that because because of how um a lot of schools have analog clocks and oh, i true. want to know when i'm getting out of this class so <laughs> and that's the only reason why i know how to tell time that is terrifying <laughs> some stuff like the extent of like literacy can really trap you i mean i guess like well yeah all my schools have some of my classes had the analog clock where they had the digital one in there as well but now that I think about it, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them do. That's the only reason why. Because I don't think I've learned how to play, tell time when we had the lesson on telling time. I learned how to tell time after that. You know, when I when I started actually needing to and, like, seeing clocks around when I was a kid. And I was like, okay, let me just let me just do this real quick. Because I used to get which hand was which mixed up. But, yeah, I found it because a friend of mine was like, what time is it? And I was like, it's a clock right there. And he was like, what time is it? 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I think I've only come into contact with one person like that, not recently. And I was very shocked by that. Because I, I remember the little worksheets with, like, the you have to draw. Right. They can't tell you the digital time. You got to draw the little. Dah, dah, dah. I remember that mm-hmm. fondly. That was, a, that was right. yeah, nap time. Right. The last time math was manageable. So. <laughs> Um, right, so back to the the fellowship that people are like begging me to talk about because they're like so I mentioned an opportunity we, went off topic. I thought we were done with it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a um Seattle Arts Fellowship. Um it includes a th- I think three different positions, one of which is at the Seattle Opera, one at the Seattle Symphony, and the other is at I gotta remember the name of the ballet, but it's a ballet. Pacific Northwest Pacific North? Ballet. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I love ballet. Come on, culture. Who's Period. culture? Okay, oppression. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ballet lit though. Um, yeah, I'm, so. I'm half kidding. I'm sorry. Those are, there are three different ones. The one in opera, the one at the opera is in the artistic department. The one at the ballet is in community education. And the one at the symphony is in marketing and communications. So, yes, I was correct. The deadline is February 1st. Um, and it's, okay. Um, it's for uh, all applicants that identify as BIPOC. Um, it's for people who aspire to become leaders in arts organizations um and who want to get more experience in that so um i will link the website where you can find out more about the requirements what you need to send them um in order to get right okay so what's next what's next oh the grammys um i just want to give a shout out to all the black people who are um who are nominated uh, for the Grammys in the classical categories. Um, so the Metropolitan Opera's production of Porgy and Bess was nominated. So congratulations to all the cast who are black in that. Funny um, how the blacks won y'all a Grammy. They didn't win yet. The I mean. Grammys are next year's. Oh, for real? Yeah, this is just the nominations. Whatever. They got you nominated. No. When <laughs> was y'all nominated last time, huh? I mean, in the classical, I'm sure the Mets been nominated for a Grammy before because you know that in the classical category, you be the same people every single year, the same people. They need to mix it up. Um, um, and then there's another production. I just recognized Janae Bridges, who is an opera singer. I believe she was a Black Excellence in the past. If she has not been, she should be. So keep an eye on that. She's on my list, but I'm like, did we? I don't think we've done her. Yeah, we gonna we gonna have to check. Um, and so she's in one of the casts, not on Porky Invest, but in another production that's nominated. Um, also there's another piece, um, an oratorio called Sanctuary Road. Um, the composer, I hope I say his last name right, Moravec. Um, he is not black, but the cast is because the oratorio, um, is based off the writings of William Steele, not to be confused with William Grant Steele. William Steele was an abolitionist. And, um, so shout out to the cast of that oratorio, Joshua Blue, um, Rayanne Bryce Davis, Deshaun or Deshaun Burton, Malcolm J. Merriweather, and Laquita Mitchell. Um, period. Period. Um, and they performed that with the um, Oratorio Society of New York Orchestra and the Oratorio Society of New York Chorus. And then last but not least in the contemporary instrumental category, uh, Black Violin was also nominated. So 
Okay. Congrats to them. And yeah, and in comedy, classically black podcast was nominated. No, I'm just kidding. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh a, my a goodness! A Grammy, but oh gosh. <laughs> can Grammy? You can't Grammy's only for music, right? No, you can win for a comedy album. We have to make a comedy album. <laughs> oh, that sounds unfun. Or, or spoken word. I okay. I, I shouldn't have said that. I, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I what is a musician to me? I I think I breathe I <laughs> That reminds me of something I, I I'm unsure whether or not I should say it on the mic so I'll save it. <laughs> oh, you done? Mhm. Oh, okay. All right, so my intermission this week um delaney has no idea about because <clears throat> i wanted you just to react to it oh um, if it's too, if it's too much of a personal question i have a backup intermission so don't worry okay so I th- panty size <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say something way appropriate but i'm gonna keep it to myself well hold on anyway we're all adults here really you want me to say that no, never mind. I feel like you don't want me to say it. Um, okay, so I was watching a video and this this oh, some some YouTubers do videos where it's like answering your invasive questions. So there was one there was one <laughs> question in particular that stood out to me. Oh, I was watching Kai Foster, if you're interested in watching her. Um some of her stuff is good. Some of the stuff I'd be like, you seem lost. But anyway, um she she was doing these while taking her braids out and the question was how would you rate your life experience on a scale of one to ten so i was thinking about that and i was like the first number that came to mind right away was quite low and so i last week we my my cousins and i we drove to um this light show like illinois they people be having these light shows where like they'll put up a whole bunch of christmas lights like in a a zoo or like oh yeah the zoo you, lights we got that the la zoo yeah i wish I, like they had this really really good one in a northern suburb of illinois of chicago a really good one at a mansion and for whatever reason they closed it so we drove all the way to aurora which is like an hour and 15 minutes from where i live in evanston and the junt was the 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 line the wait the, we waited for forty five minutes. There was cars everywhere. We waited for forty five minutes for it to the last three and a half. And I know it was three and a half because we had, a song started when we drove through and it ended when we left. And it wasn't that great, but it was also free, so I guess like that plays into it. And it was done by like a Rotary Club, so they just but whatever. So on our way back from that, I asked I asked um, Nikki was there. I asked Nikki and my cousins. I said the same question, and I got dragged shout out to nikki because she was like it's giving ungrateful and i'll I'll share my number because i already shared it on twitter so there's no i'm not asking you to answer this question um i said i originally said five and then after nikki's dragging i was like i could do six but like no more and not to say that my life hasn't been good but like when it bounces out with some stuff that's happened no trauma i wouldn't say trauma don't worry about me guys but when i when it's bounced out with some of the stuff that's happened and like where i see myself being I can I don't feel comfortable giving it a six and I feel like that's a reach um and she said seven one of my cousins said three I said baby let's talk <laughs> but um <laughs> but so I'm not gonna ask you to answer that. <laughs> I was like girl <laughs> 
she won't listen to this, so it's fine. I'm still not gonna say her name, but um, I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the heck? But I, I don't wanna, I didn't judge her. I was just like, yo, you okay? Um, clearly not. But um, and also my my cousin, I will say my cousin. My other cousin said the same thing as me. She said five. And they and the thing with them, they didn't move their answer. They were like, yes, I'll say what I said. I think three, the number three, she bumped it up to a five. But she's like, that's as far as I could go. Um, so I wanted to ask a similar question, and I wanted you to just respond to it. And if it's too personal for you, then we'll just – I'll cut this out, and I have a backup intermission. Um, I wanted to know if you would rate your human experience in classical music – out of 10 what would that be and there's con- some conditions because huh nikki's like that social that social worker be kicking up on her like i'd be like girl i didn't mean like that like relax so here's some conditions um 10 is achievable and um your experience through classical music is through your your lens only so one of the first things that nikki said when i said five originally she was like well it could be so much worse and yeah, it could be so much worse, of course. Like, I have money. I have somewhere to sleep at night. I have a car. I'm doing what I want to do. I play viola. I enjoy it. Like, there's a lot of things. And in comparison to someone who has to sleep at a shelter every night or hoping to sleep at a shelter, like, yeah, but it's, but through, so through my lens, I guess my life would be, I guess my human experience should, should be like a nine or a 10, right? But through my lens, I think that it's a five or a six. Okay, so those are the two conditions. A 10 is achievable, even if it balances out, which it goes contradictory to math, right? Because, like, if you, because in theory, if you're balancing everything out that's happened to you in classical music, then a 10 wouldn't be achievable just by simple math. But it, it is achievable. A 10 is achievable. And it's only through your lens. What I don't have a number achievable? either. Huh? What do you mean achievable? So, okay, so for, so for example, I, told, well, I said, like, I want to, when I say, when I ask them, like, what is, how would you rate your life experience, at your human experience? I said, one of the things I said, like, I would want to say, like, an eight, but I feel like with certain things that have balanced out between, like, 2018 to 20, the mid-2019, but certain things have balanced out there, um, that I can't do that. I'll have to, I have to drop, drop it down to a five or a six. And she's like, well, then you're saying a 10 is never attainable because if you, if you can, if you have a perfect 10 and you keep balancing it, right? Like, if you, like, like, I don't know how to explain it now that I'm saying it, but. So you're saying if the 10 is, yeah, I'm so confused. Like you're oh. saying my ideal position or whatever in classical music do i feel as though it is achievable no i'm saying like you're i want you to rate your entire experience right and when i say like not like like your experience like every every aspect of playing bass and being in classical music and being a student everything that you've experienced i want you to rate that out of 10 your your entire musical experience and i want to let you know that because some people said like nikki said that if I'm saying, cause think about it. Remember, like when you like think back to high school, you start you start off with a hundred percent, right? And the minute you don't get a hundred percent on something, it's no, you can no longer get a hundred percent. So I'm saying that I just want you to keep an open mind that you. I guess it might be a separate conversation, but I want you to keep an open mind. Oh. That, 
Okay. I was totally missing. No, because when you said Rachel, Rachel experience, I got that. When you said ten is achievable, that is what threw me off. Because okay. you know what I was, what I was hearing. I thought you meant like, like, ten is achievable. Like, like if you were to say Rachel experience and ten is best, one is worse. Ten is worst. best. Ten is best. One is worse. No, but I'm saying like that's why I was hearing when, like like if you as if you were saying ten is achievable and one is unachievable. Like that's why I was like, what are you? Oh no! But you were saying that a, like getting a ten is achievable. It's not yeah. like you okay. <laughs> like one day you can like, in your answer when you say whatever like you can get a ten one day because like that's why I was like okay that uh, that's not making any sense to me <laughs> okay because I was hearing it wrong. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 I was like, "Who Chile? I don't know the other way to say this." And now that it's we... like, just to keep an open mind, because she was like, "Well, you're saying that you can never have a perfect ten." And then we had that was another discussion about, "Do you think your human experience can ever be a ten if you're talking about averaging out?" Because technically, no. If you're averaging experiences, because your human experience, I imagine, yeah. will change different in different parts of your life. Because nobody's life is perfect. And that was a thing, right? So, like, does no one have a 10? But I want you to know that a 10 could be is as possible. But that's another conversation. Okay. So, I also, also all one, of that. One thing, one thing I would do want to say, I don't have a number in mind yet. I, I also, I came up with it, but also, like, I forgot about it the minute I came up with it. So, and also, it's a harder question for me because it's so, it's, it's more poignant. Because it's like, when I think about my whole life, I'll be like, oh, yeah, girl, fire. <laughs> But, like, thinking about, like, everything from the minute I touched the instrument, not even that, like, to the minute I my first general music class, sitting on the raggedy lines. Ooh. But also, like, yeah, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, my initial re- my initial number was actually pretty low, and I was like, okay, Delaney, hold on. But I, can we pull over for a second? So, I'm not going to say who, just in case she want her business out there, but, I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah, also, her account's private, so I'm not going to say her. I'm not going to say. But they said that their number was low too and actually i did a poll on twitter mm-hmm. and a lot of the numbers fell like life experience human experience fell into the same range because y'all had me walking around here thinking i was ungrateful and i was talking with this person and they said how you know their number was quite low as well and i was like i feel like it's okay to you can still come from a place where like I'm really grateful for everything that I have, but still feel sad about how stuff went and not be happy with where you are in this moment. So yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So my first instinct was a four, which yeah, that's why I was like, it was pretty low and I'm not going to keep it there. Cause that, that's what that, that is too low. It's too low. Um, well, also there's validity in that, right? That I would say first guess. I mean, there's some, there's something. I'm going through it right now. So, I would say, if you catch me on a good day, the absolute highest I would reach. The absolute, it literally must be on a good day, which has not happened so (laughs) in a while. So, the absolute best I would say is six. I would say five and a half. Five good day. No, six is six is on the good is on a good day okay the best on the best day mm-hmm. five and a half is on a good day five is, <laughs> is on a regular day okay and because i've had a lot of you know good experiences so i'm like you know 
I don't know. I've had a I've had a lot of good experience. You know, I went to Mexico for free twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Beyonce, so <laughs> that is really pushing it up there. I do constantly be like, yeah. So so we'll say five and a half. I mean, five and celebrities meeting celebrities and surprise me. So anyway, so because what girl anyway, <laughs> five and a half because one just like everything just being black in classical music is is tiring Mm -hmm. you know like and and just because of the i'm not trying to say someone like me could never achieve like you know getting um like getting a job and like that kind of thing because that's just not true but like the difference and like where the starting line is is just Mm -hmm. so huge that like I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. it, it, because it would just be like, I could, I feel like I just couldn't have a life, you know, if if that's really what I wanted to do. Thank God it's not. But uh, I just feel like I, I couldn't really have a life because you, you're talking about going to school with people who've been playing since they were little. And I didn't start taking private lessons until halfway through high school. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I going there with a, a plastic base it was a plastic but pretty close <laughs> you know like not knowing what um like people talking about stuff and you just I, i'm lost you know yeah. like it's it's very difficult that and then also so it's like the pipeline and then also like now i'm like being in college and stuff i can't tell you how happy i'm going to be to wa- wash my hands of my undergraduate <laughs> experience. I mean, like, I, pe- I peeped the glee. I have certainly peeped the glee. Because <laughs> Katie was like, what are you going to do? And I was just like, I might get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and that is funny because I don't drink. Like, so. Because <laughs> it was just so much like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. And, um, like, I might do something that I ain't never done before. Because I'm just like, <laughs> dragging my feet. I feel like it will never, ever end. And it's like, that, it's just like all the, like, everything that it's taken to get through it, combined with the fact that, like, you've constantly had to, like, fight to get your, like, to have your culture, like, represented all the time. You know, like, being told we don't have enough black people to do a black students union but we want you to come here and be happy and, and oh, let's make sure that this event is for everyone. It's the Black Students Union. It's for black people, black students to unionize at the Black Students Union, which is why <laughs> it's called that. Like, that was ridiculous. you know, it's ridiculous. Like the stuff that you have to go through and then just bleh, like I just and and like that being combined with the pressure. Some of the pressures just come from being in college in general. Like a lot of I feel like a lot of the a lot of what you do in this period of your life really like defines what you can do afterwards, which sucks because a lot of people are like, you're so young, you don't have to feel that way. But it's like, in a lot of ways you, you do have to feel yeah. that way. You know how much mm-hmm. harder it is, you know, to get a, a, a well-paying job when, you know, the cost of living keeps going up mm-hmm. and the, the, you know, the amount of money that you're being paid is not reflecting that. So it's like it's very stressful. It's a very stressful time to be uh, a musician, and um, and it doesn't really matter because because you know I'm taking my hands off the instrument after this after I graduate, and even being in like academia. So I've been been you know whoosh, 
slaving away, everyday slaving, everyday labor on this instrument. Every day. And academia is no better. You know, like... It could be the same thing. It's, like, ridiculous. You know, it's just, like, relentless because, um, you know, even if you want to study, like if you want to study music on an academic level, then you're dealing with the same thing of not being able to find like black teachers. If you want to learn black music, um, having to like explain stuff like that and just not, I just feel like it's just not as accessible as it, as it should be. So I just feel like the, the, that combined with what has been expected of students and of musicians during this pandemic too, has really just put me like, yeah, that 5.5 is going to have to stay there, if not go down, so. Yeah, I told you, Lenny, I definitely, I, I've been toying around with getting another degree, but it's it's not going to be in nobody's music, because uh, I, I, I don't want to learn about Bach anymore. <laughs> it doesn't. I simply do not. I, I, his cello suites are, are quite nice. I don't want to learn about that. I don't, I don't want to learn about Mozart anymore. I don't care that he had a personality and a sense of humor. I don't care about Haydn. I don't care about Walton and his and his mistress. I don't care about none of that giant. I don't. Like if I'm gonna do another degree, it's about to be in something black, taught by black people. Yeah, it's just yeah, actually, I can't get out of here fast enough. I mean, girl, you ain't got but two little weeks. Yeah, we'll see how it turns out. <laughs> you are the most annoying person I know. And you think I'm kidding? But we'll see. Don't and also, me. and then I'm Katie. We will see. <laughs> we will see. And also, even if I do, even if you know all, all is well at the end of this, who knows when I'm gonna get my diploma? Because guess because and that's another thing I can't afford to. You know, I remember what's her name. Uh, I'm not gonna put her business out there, even though she posted it publicly. But I'm just not. A friend of ours also had to raise money to be able to get her diploma. I don't even. I don't know when I'm gonna get it. See. And and they keep emailing me. Hey, sis, you owe me money. First of all, I know this is the <laughs> I know <laughs> I, I I go here. I, did you think I thought this was free? Yes, I know I owe you money. Second of all, it's a pandemic. Get out of my email. Email your mama. Third of mm. all, not me never playing a black composer here, but y'all want me to. I I really wish I had come to that realization after the money was out of my account. That's <laughs> what I have to say. Um. So fun, fun, fun crippling debt girl at this point i heard uh i heard kamala and them gonna give us 50k and i was like that's cute i'm like can i have mine in the check because i don't know what that's gonna do <laughs> okay i'm like girl you can also give me monopoly money okay now i am i will say i have the one near amount as much debt as other uh, you know as other people have I'm also very uptight about money. So, like, if some, you know, the amount of debt that I have, some some people would think is, like, girl, whatever. But also, also, I mean, first of all, this is only one degree. You know, <laughs> more mm-hmm. debt is to come. Okay. The debt is yet to come. So. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> so, that's a part of it. So, Man, finally, like, talking to some of my friends is another thing why i just have felt i felt a lot more comfortable in classical music after i found my little black crew because like to to keep it a buck like you know what i'm saying like me and eileen we rolled deep at ice you know what i'm saying that was my that that was and is my girl i would be at her wedding 
in 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 March. Okay. Um but and and we were very honest and transparent, but that was an ISU, you know what I'm saying? Like time has passed since then and I sat down with a, a good friend of ours and and we talked about debt in in the transparent and I thought I was alone out here taking out car oh, yeah, car loan, not car loan, I wish. House loan amounts for this wooden thing, you know what I'm saying? And it's like you are it's, that's what I hate about the isolation about classical music because everybody feels like they alone. Everybody. The way I would complain about um I remember one time um I was working on Brahms Hiding Five and I was having the hardest time with it. I'm like, I cannot play this gent to save my freaking life. And I w- I met with a grad student and I was like, I'm just having a ridiculously hard time with this. Like, I cannot play this joint. And he was like, Katie, everybody have a hard time with this. I'm like, they do not, they do not make it seem like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand what the, that's really annoying to me. Like the facade that classical music musicians put up as a whole, the whole, I mean, for, the whole thing of it just really be pissing me off. Like a lot of stuff that be going on, like people making, it's all smoke and mirrors. Uh, not all, but a lot of it is smoke and mirrors. A lot of people at the break thing, people taking breaks, like a lot of things, like it's just really irritating. But um, for me, who Chile? I don't know. What day is today? Thursday. Um, <laughs> I would say. Oh, but I felt kind of some type of way about Viola today earlier. Okay, let me not let it skew. Yeah, I feel like I'm lucky, and I will explain. And also, want to, and after you're done, I'm gonna say some of the good stuff because I feel like I was like fee five four fum, happy five four fum. This shit is really dumb. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, okay, rhyme. Let's be a rapper. Yup. Yeah, that's gonna be my open my my debut. Yeah. You imagine? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The way Turtle would drag me. (laughs) Listen, half these girls on SoundCloud, you sound better than them, so. But um, like when I tell you I don't have a number, it's really difficult for me because so it fluctuates. I'm very I'm a very emotional person. Um, eight. I'm gonna say eight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say eight. I was gonna say seven because I I got like a random wave of like I heard yeah I got a random wave of sadness today because I heard a I heard a I heard something that I worked really hard on and I went back to listen I listened back to it for the first time I'm like dang it really sounded like that after all that huh but I'm gonna okay. say I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say eight I'm gonna say eight because although I can't give it a ten because I'm not where I want to be. But you know, I made it this far. I really made it this far in spite of everything. So, mm-hmm. I'm but then see, that's two different ways of looking at it. Because I was like, but that in spite of everything, like that everything should not have happened. Like, <laughs> which is really yeah. gets, Cause gets I feel me like, upset because it's happening to other people as we speak too. So it's like, but I know we're not talking about them. So, I mean, I'm toying between. I was in my mind, I was toying between seven and eight. I, eight was my instinct seven is my if i think about it some more because mm-hmm. i really like one thing that i'm really one thing i'm really working on achieving 
before I lay my eye laid it to my eyes to rest for the last time is figuring out how I can help those who want to be in classical music who look like me not have to work as hard as I did. And it's not about like can you just cry, cry, cry. No, it's really about. <laughs> it's not about what? <laughs> it's not about that because at, at the end of the day, we all have to practice. Like that's just mm-hmm. the reality of it. Like you have to practice. I mean, I wish I would take my. I be I've been struggling with the motivation this entire pandi- pandemic like i don't even know which katie i'm looking at because it really be two hours on the instrument i'd be like well that's that was good huh you know mm-hmm. and that that shows that's up good, that's not every day but i'd be having to fight myself to be like girl you have to you have to do more than that but um I will say, like, everybody, you have to work hard. That's just the reality of, of anything with nuance. and Anything that requires... I was listening to that... I was listening to that one one girl's... Uh, I was listening to Jamel, Jamel Hill's Unbothered. She had that soccer player, Rachel... Rachel Mampino or something like that? I don't know. Someone's going to drag me for that, but who... I don't pay attention to soccer, period. And she was talking about how, like, the intricacies of her craft. I'm like, everybody who's good has to no matter what you're doing whether you are playing soccer or doing ballet or doing i understand that but it's like this other stuff like it's like how come my mama didn't know that i should she should have signed me up for a viola teacher not a violin teacher and how come my mama didn't know that maybe when i started viola in fourth grade that that would have been the time to also get a teacher on the side and how come we didn't know how come we didn't have access to funds like you have to go to some i've you have I've yet to been to a summer festival. That's not true. I went to a small one, but it's like that costs money, and no one yeah. wants to talk about how you're gonna pay for that and pay rent. How come no yeah. one talks about that? Because and, and it's very much expected of you. Like, and I didn't want to just tell. Like, as I got to the point, and I'm just I'm so glad I held out on that this year before we knew. Because <laughs> had I paid an application fee, I'd been pissed. And I didn't. I knew I didn't want to go anywhere. I knew that. Like and. You in every lesson it was like being you know asking so were you applying and I'll just be like mm, you know like mm-hmm. they want to be like one I don't want to go anywhere like I had that internship the summer before so I had an excuse I was working you know mm-hmm. and I and I was around I was at LA Field so like you know what you gonna say but this past uh year I was like I don't want to go anywhere and also I cannot afford to go anywhere like <laughs> and I'm not and I, I'm certainly not paying for no virtual nothing so Girl, anyway so <laughs> i surely pay for that application fee to that one in the czech republic and not just that just ate my money about who knows what panty will take over the universe but um yeah I, i'm really tired of musicians without that stuff i mean because uh, you know what the problem is you know people don't talk about it because people have the money so that's why people don't talk about it but there's no way i remember i will never forget my after my first year of isu my teacher used to teach at Swanee and I was she was like you know Swanee would be great for you I said period what we you know what we doing where we going what were you doing and um yeah that was that was a no-go how was finna do that and that was before I had rent and and every year the the conversation became more and more improbable because after my sophomore year pardon after my junior year it's like i'm not going anywhere because i have to work mm-hmm. i have to work to pay the rent Bills. because to be to keep it a buck you know i don't even know you know my mother my mother doesn't even know how much my rent be costing 
She just know I go to school because that's also another reality. I mean, and my mom is not very, she's not a hands off parent at all, but she got her own stuff she paying for. So it's like really, exactly. and I don't know who can identify with that, but my mom has really been pretty much, oh, that's real good this whole time she don't know my mom does not know how much my viola costs because i had to figure that out i put some loans together with some other stuff with some other stuff and some money my grandfather left me and boom you know what i'm saying like my mom doesn't know how much my viola costs my mom doesn't know how much my rent costs my mom doesn't know how much in debt i am from loans because what can she she don't have no money she don't have no generational wealth to pay for that my mom is a preschool teacher who has her own bills and that is you just have to figure it out you gotta i just been figuring it out you know and i guess some of that stuff would like i guess i'm feeling optimistic today because i guess if i if i factor that stuff in i might drop my number down to a six but i don't i don't know for whatever reason i'm feeling optimistic today so i'm gonna say hey like that number changes all the time i mm-hmm. I bet you on days that i keep i keep not sounding good even on days i'll be working hard because i normally people know me they y'all know me for two years i, I work hard of course but um it's like, is this really going to be good enough to, to get past the screen? Mm-hmm. You know, those thoughts and stuff. And it don't, even be, it don't even be putting yourself down. It's just like, it's the reality of it, girl. People don't take 50 auditions because they want to. Like, it's the reality of all of all this stuff. Dang, are people really paying for their grown kids to go to music festivals? Girl. Yes. I'm telling you, the amount of wealth. The amount of wealth is insane, is crazy. man. crazy. Like I couldn't imagine. I'm telling you, the only thing my mama know, my mama pays my um. She just stopped paying my car insurance. Dang, she really like weaning me off. I see what you're doing, and that's not gonna work. My my my, my mom uh took my my sister to place her own phone bill now. She said twenty your twenty fifth birthday you get a phone bill. <laughs> and you see, and that's where I put my freaking foot down. Now listen here, Ina. Not your foot down. <laughs> and Lisa put her foot right on top of that one. <laughs> Now you listen here, you know you better lean in, girl. I am no. not paying this phone bill. You know how much a phone bill costs, and, then they, and you are not gonna have phone service. <laughs> and then, and, and, and I feel like that's the reason why she keeps she she leave, she leave me alone because she was she gonna how is she gonna call me? My mom be worried. How you gonna call? Mm. How you gonna call? Because right, you you don't know where you you could be in Australia in a pandemic, the Bahamas in a pandemic. No, in general, really not right now. That's why I drive a freaking line. Listen, I I signed up for the little progressive. Okay, I signed up for that. But why I draw the freaking line, you know, you're going to pay for this iPhone. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't want to tell you, girl. You're not going to have me out. You don't have phone bill costs? In USD? Nah. Mm-mm. Yeah, Lisa will have you out here. What's today's <laughs> day? Mark this day. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That's why I put my foot down. A phone bill. I know I sound like a brat, but I'm also my mama's only child, like, no man you man oh, yeah no man. and that's what i've had to get yeah i've had to get used to that because my my mom like the stuff that my my brother like gets she brought she she did point out the fact that now i mean she has more money than she did because when she had three dependents right <laughs> you know like now danielle's completely she doesn't pay anything to danielle's she pays my phone bill but that's it i mean of course now now that i'm back home i mean i still do grocery shopping and stuff like that but um not a ton of it you know right. it's not as if there was nobody here i still have the light on in my room so like mm-hmm. you know it's another person but like and also do pay i also do do pay my mom a little bit um to be here but it's like yeah so she's like you know i have 
more money now but there are also some things that she's not even though she does have more money i'm also grown so <laughs> so is she paying for me to go to music camp no <laughs> that's all i said like if i'm ever in a position where i have kids like i'm i want to spoil them so badly because it's like i was remember okay so oh, we watching the crown huh don't do it girl you gonna regret it the kids are the spoiling Spoiling both. I knew you were gonna say both. I just, I, I feel like I don't know. No, I'd rather spoil and hope they don't turn out to be terrible people. I'd rather because when the fact that people, you know, people, it's a spoiling is a spectrum, it depends on what it is. You know, people who write checks for tuition like 30k paid to the order of the University of Rochester. That's what I'm trying to get to. Mark my words, and I'm just gonna do it. I think it's I don't know it's kind of weird to me that people expect their children to have the same experience as them remember the episode of the crown when the little when the little boy what's his name Charles they sent him oh, to that yeah. weird we school where they was like school yeah with the window open and running the mud and junk and like yeah. he wanted him to go there and went there in real life because he went there I'm like your son is the heir and to the you throne. had a terrible time and you had a t- and had a terrible time talk about don't call him your your royal highness i'll be like call my baby what he is a king like no i don't i I think that's freaking weird i think it's weird whether it's your parent or not i think it's weird that you want people to have the same experience you had when it was terrible one i think that's freaking weird i think you guys are weird and gross i don't understand Uh -uh. that (laughs) i i I hate that stuff that episode was very difficult for me to watch because it's like you literally first of all not 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 (laughs) there was a lot of things i had a problem with that Cause not y'all being jealous of the king. This is the what you do to this man. He will still be king. Not y'all kicking. Are you allowed to do that? Punch the king? First of I all, I mean he's not gonna say nothing though. I mean, cause it'll make it worse for him. Yeah. Oh, he was so cute with his little bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah, you gonna no. hate him in season four though. So, so oh, come up real? while you can. Oh, if real? you think Prince Philip is bad, <laughs> for girl, real, I was looking at flights to London. <laughs> Cause I just want to talk, but yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, Phil, that's why he looked like that dude off of that girl off of uh, SpongeBob with the chocolate. Anyway, Philip looks like a, a cadaver. I mean, yeah, he's ninety nine. So. I don't care. That is freaking ridiculous. That is wow. He looks like he is decaying, disrespectfully. Um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I just I just don't like that behavior, and I, that's why I like philanthropy. I mean, I had no money to philanthropize right now, but that's not going to be always be like that. And I really care about that. I just don't. I think it's weird and strange and gross for people to go through st- stuff and have a hard time, and then want people think people should go through that too because it develops some type of grit. What you know, yeah. dump that sounds. Or you could just parent your your child. I mean, yeah, since you want to go through that, like, next time we want to get in contact with somebody, send a telegram. You dummy. Pee outside. You had to do it. Carry water on your head. You had to do that. It's weird. Huh. <sighs> anyway. People, people be living in luxury. People live in luxury. People have, people have violas, like, you don't always kill me when they would buy them. Um, like people buying an instrument for like an eight or a nine year old. And it's like, you got the money, you could do what you want. But it's like, they're going to, why don't you rent it? Like they're going to outgrow it. I don't understand that. 
and you see all these child prodigies and stuff like there's talent and then there's also coaching like if you have access to that like whatever fun 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 well this was delightful you were gonna say something no girl we need to move on (laughs) 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 well hopefully the topic will be short it kind of leads to what we were talking about anyway um and that is the launch of our new organization the international society for black musicians period affectionately known as isbm yes y'all we started Mm -hmm. or a (laughs) sebum whatever you prefer yeah but um yeah we're gonna talk to you a little bit about it and you know give you a little backstory a little cute little joint but um yes we are very black over here we wanted a place for the blacks and so we made one here here yep that's what it says on our website too <laughs> yep we are oh, very I can't black say over what here. i wanted to say okay one day i can't wait to get to that threshold where i could just let go of that last little two percent we'll get there well we're, we're, i feel like we one day we'll get there and i could just let loose and just say a hundred percent it wouldn't be appropriate for our audience if for isbm it will be appropriate but not here okay talk about the origins of isbm i don't know i feel like one day we were just like we we should what it would be dope if we had an organization for black people i think that's literally what it was i, I was still in rochester when when we decided that really mm-hmm. i remember Huh? So everything is a blur. Yeah, well, I remember I was like, you know, it'd be dope if we had, and you were like, and, and then we did this, and da da da. Oh, yeah. I think so. And we were recording them when them stupid jumps. Chuck. Yeah. One day we'll look back and laugh at some of the shenanigans that be going behind the scenes. Classic black. And alleged collaborations. But anyway, um, yeah. We just wanted to create a place. That centered blackness exclusively, and it's it's difficult because, like, we're doing all this work of like you know we're putting together these committees and making these positions and guest speaking here and guest speaking there and a panel over there like doing all of that, but it's like, yeah, keep on doing the work to decolonize your organizations, but also we were just like we just need our own stuff like yeah. we just need to start something fresh because it's like and, and and all of us who are involved with isbm have you know are, are affiliated with all these other organizations but to come together and start something completely new where we are on this like level like we have a base level of understanding of the black mm-hmm. experience is going to be totally different yeah because you're starting so much far behind you know if you have to decolonize an institution that's been in place for mm-hmm. like a hundred years yeah. you know <laughs> so um i think that's like one of the the main like benefits for for black musicians um that isbm uh has is because like we are Mm-hmm. We are black musicians, so mm-hmm. that part. Yeah, speaking of the board, Delaney and I, like, after we, we made a little meeting, and I feel like I knew it was going to be hard work, but when you start getting into the nitty-gritty, and we were meeting for ISBN probably, like, twice a week, I think, at the beginning, like, coming up with the mission statement, and then we had to assemble a board. And I feel like, I feel like it would be nice to say who the board members are. So I'm going to pull 
I'm gonna pull that up. So we just we went through the people we know and the people whose work we respected, and we just narrowed down. And, and honestly, based on interactions we've had in the past, based on people we've worked with, based on what we thought would be best, and we made some tough decisions. But yeah, okay. So we have on the board and. It, it's morphed a lot because these people originally had positions, but now that doesn't really matter. We just had to get the organization off the ground. We have Samuel Thompson, uh, Chloe Cooper, uh, Clifton, who has been on the show several times. Wait, not several. Yeah, several. Uh, uh, I'm gonna come back to them. Uh, Adam Sadbury, Amari Ford, Ariel Davis, Dr. Arneezy Hallpoint, Dr. Armin Hall. Okay. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr. Artina McCain, Babatunde Akimba Boye, uh, Garrett McQueen, Jasmine Dakkan, also known as Dazzy Wazzy, Jessica McJunkins, Kalina, sorry, Maestro Kalina Bovell, uh, Maestro uh, Kendrick Armstrong, uh, Patrick Daly, and Richie, Richard Desenord. Doc- Dr. Richard Desenord. And then also special, special shout out to Mara Miller and Kika Wright, who have just been absolutely incredible. Everyday slaving, everyday labor. Everyday <laughs> slaving, everyday. I mean, Mara has, like, because I, I came to the first meeting, I'm like, I don't want to do no more social media pages. I don't want, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I don't like it. I, I, I like it. But, and she, and this like took it over and it looks good and it looks clean and fresh and like and Mara been making sure we on our P's and Q's cause she was like so this needs to be uniform this and I'm like we can't just you know like, we're so used to being like right just google it and you know like <laughs> at that time when I was like yeah I can link it in the description or y'all can google it it'll come up like literally <laughs> but she's like so we just need to make sure everything's uniform across the platforms I'm like do She's like, she yes. was, <laughs> I was like, Mara doesn't really matter. IZ, black musicians, KS, blacky musicians, right. blacky blacks. It's all people Google it. She was like, So you're done with your tantrum. IS, black musicians across all platforms. And then Kika, who's just been, yeah, so we're going to get you all the money and you're going to not um, undervalue yourselves. Right. And, yeah, it's been it's been we're in good company. Which reminds me, we need to respond to Kika's uh text message before she Oh should she <laughs> thinks you, that <laughs> word plotting her demise. <laughs> oh yeah, I have to remember that. I'm I get real bad with that, especially when I get overwhelmed. I'm like, I ain't answering nobody. Um that part. <laughs> Over Thanksgiving? <laughs> Child. Like I was on Twitter at heavy and my friends, I added them. I was like, "Hey, sorry," because they both retweeted something about. No, I saw a tweet about not responding to anybody's text messages, and I was like, "Shout out to y'all because I saw y'all texting me, and I continue living my life." <laughs> <laughs> I'll be trying to justify to her, but this is my phone. So I'm like, <laughs> like it, it, when I get overwhelmed, it comes like a it comes like a, a thief in the night because I'll be like, "Oh, it's fine, it's fine," and I'll be like. Would you look at that i am overwhelmed <laughs> and then my heart starts racing i'm like well i'm not doing anything else for the writing yeah. i'm gonna go lay down <laughs> like, the way my entire thanksgiving break was in my bed besides like the day oh it was great it was great i had i i, I watched oh no i did some stuff but i didn't do any work which is why my inbox looks the way it does but i did some <laughs> stuff 
that's why I was feeling some type of way because I came back to Memphis. I was like, I'm about to have a nice little break. I'm gonna do with me a little, you know, I'm in a new little Sonata. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna take my time with this, not getting slammed on Tuesday, but you know, <laughs> and today and yesterday. But we're talking about ISBM and I'm happy to be here and it's great. Um, so basically let's, let's just address this. Like what is ISBM? So the international society for black musicians is like, uh, it's a, we're going to use this word, this word lightly, just, to, just so we can get everybody on the same page. It is a professional music organization for black people. So we're planning on having an annual convening convening. You hear me? I'm so ghetto convening. Um, and then also before the convening, we, we also want to develop a fellowship and network of black people. You know, a lot of my, all of my black friends in classical music, I met through gateways. I met through color music. I'm a kid color music. So creating that fellowship and community for black musicians. Um, we're also going to have other events before the conference. So you know, virtual things, stuff like that. It was, it's going, it's going to continue to be virtual even after the panty. Um, so you know what I'm saying? Um, also we'll be able to create a space where we can talk about black problems to black musicians unfiltered. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, no, I'm just thinking about that. I know you said you're using it lightly, but now I'm wondering if maybe that was like, I know there's, there's, a lot of like um like students and things that I wonder if they don't see themselves in that category Mm. so when I was thinking about ISBM like and of course of course we have like Katie and I collaborated on coming up with the mission statement the goals and all that so like we're on the same page but then there's also like we're also individual people so I think you know we are we also have our own like lens through which we look at it and i like to and it, because of what i've mentioned before about like class like, classic black you hear me <laughs> about uh, isbm being um established by black musicians for black musicians i was thinking about it kind of like how how community organization works Mm -hmm. you know when you like mobilize your community to help like feed back into it Mm -hmm. i like to uh i think about (laughs) (laughs) i think about i s b m that way um it's because we're on classic black because usually that doesn't happen to me yeah but um but yeah i think about about isbm that way and so i hope that I think a part of, part of what we are going to be addressing is also like unpacking um, stuff like you know classical that term professional mm-hmm. that term like you know and those are things that we have unpacked in board meetings and Ooh, things which is why and and I'm so grateful for the people that we that we picked because yeah because I there is so much like of that like my conservatory training was showing at the be- very beginning of this and i'm Especially so grateful the first meeting the first it was I, almost embarrassing I, it was almost I, embarrassing yeah. when i when y'all would not believe how much the concept for this organization has changed mm-hmm. <laughs> since what it like first was you know mm-hmm. so but i'm happy to um i'm happy with what you know it has turned out to be and i'm happy with you know what's coming the future will Yep. Um. 
yeah i mean we have other notes here but um i'm really excited like you know delaney and i we i feel like during this process we've realized like delaney and i spent a lot of time together um and we realized that like what delaney said we have different lenses so what what does that mean i like feeling like you know i i sit on excuse me i sit on the board of the you know the american veal society and that's a professional organization or whatever that means so it's like yeah I'm excited to see the the merger of those two worlds and having conversations and unpacking things and having a space for black people and um and yeah a community of black people and I wanted to say something and I forgot what it was so that's great well I think I think everybody since that's why I tried like why I said that all of us still have those other affiliations like I still work for LA Phil you know we still mm-hmm are involved with you know other things and i will certainly certainly won't be the last time i'll be seeking employment from the man so (laughs) (laughs) so you know like i think there is just kind of like two like i guess ways of getting to the same like like two means to an end rather you know like because i do think that even those of us who are who want to see like a lot of change in classical music still you know enjoy those aspects that you know we've we've been um exposed to it's just like it's widening the lens like i still like i remember i was listening to beethoven and my mom was surprised and i was like why i i I do really like beethoven i do Mm -hmm. and listen to him in my free time you know (laughs) and that doesn't mean i'm now i'm never mind let me not go to get carried away but yeah but um so and that's a part of the a part of what i guess isbm will will be showing people like that's kind of the whole point you know black people are not a monolith in like mm-hmm. all of these we just want to to open up the options and the avenues for yeah. um other people because you know my oh, that was that was an interview that we did recently which will come out who knows when but i was saying like how much my lens of classical music has changed since the beginning of classically black mm-hmm. to right now mm-hmm. like what i would would have chosen for a piece of the week in our first 10 episodes is completely different from yeah. what i would choose now you know like mm-hmm. so i i'm looking forward to bringing that type of growth to mm-hmm. black musicians as a whole yeah another thing i want to say is that this is not a classical music organization that's like one thing that is very very important this is not and we we toyed around with that 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 was difficult not to take classical music out of it but like how are we going to (laughs) how are we going to make so everybody feels included and that was like a really difficult um couple of days i think we said we just step away from it for a little bit and come back i remember that but this is not a classical music organization and i love that because I mean, we've been very vocal, even though this is a classical music podcast, we have found ways, I think in in not only in the spirit of classically black, but also um just who we are as people. We we bring in our own other musical interests into the show naturally and but classical music is still centered in this is and that's not what ISBM is. Mm-hmm. And it's um and yeah, that was a, a huge conversation that we had um, because of, you know, that's why I included classical in that, you know, little list of terms to unpack because also like things are classical to different cultures, you know? So we're talking about black musicians and black music. And I think we are in a unique 
position to be able to do something like this mm-hmm. because in any other organization not any other obviously because there are other organizations that are doing similar work but in in classical music so outside of classical music any organization um or i guess like anything that meshes black music is likely to leave out classical music Mm -hmm. because not because oh they hate classical music and it's boring but because it's just um I mean, it's something that I feel like a lot of people don't associate with black people. And it's a lot of things that black people don't associate themselves with because mm-hmm. they don't see us, you know, in 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 numbers. You know, mm-hmm. they might know like there are people in my life who don't play classical music. And if they think classical music, they might think, oh, I know Delaney. But they don't mm-hmm. think like they might think Delaney's over there with a bunch of white people doing a bunch of white stuff, mm-hmm. even though like, you know, so I feel like we're in a unique position because we are classical musicians, but we also grew up on other types of music mm-hmm. and a really still really enjoy other types of music so we kind of can you know make sure that that we are sensitive to other like genres and other um styles of music they may not necessarily be at the forefront of like um what people think of when they think of black music and mm-hmm. black musicians so i'm excited for that i think that um yeah we're we're in a in a unique position to to carry out something like this and that's something that we've been really sensitive to when Mm -hmm. you know forming the 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 concept of ISBM Mm -hmm. so yeah if you are a black musician we really encourage you to sign up for ISBM it is completely free it is completely free girl just sign up if you want to donate after you sign up you can also do that but sign up for ISBM is completely free and you can do that at our website that will be linked, but it's also isblackmusicians.com. And if you're not black, <laughs> but you are interested in our cause and you support us, we would like you to consider donating. Um, we will have the link to our donation, our fundraising uh, link in the description box. Please consider donating to ISBM. We are looking to um, plan our conference after this launch so we hope you consider doing that mm-hmm. and also you can sign up for our newsletter too if you want to keep up with us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. yeah woo ISBM I'm excited we here and yeah. if you ever you know don't if you ever don't have that link it'll probably be in the description of every classically black episode to come so ever so period please sign up for ISBM support ISBM also follow ISBM at IS Black Musicians yeah. shout out to Mara for the consistency so. <laughs> <clears throat> alright y'all alright we moving on mm-hmm. alright y'all it's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up gas you up and give you your props cause there's room for everyone at the top this week I'm talking about Nakutala and Gwenyama now strap yourself in cause here we go now you might Remember Nakutala, I um, mentioned her piece called Sonoran Storm. I'm considering it for my obligatory musical event in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, we will see. Let us know when you have a date on that. We'll not be letting you know, but just know that it will be happening in the spring. Well, and just know that I will be checking in with the University of Memphis. Anyway, um, she has a piece uh, for solo viola called Sonoran Storm. I am the only white person on my recital thus far is that few times sonata everything else is black so that was very important to me so i want to tell you a little bit more about her 
Nakuta was a highly acclaimed American violist and composer who has performed around the world. She was born in LA. Oh, there you go. Um, and is of Zimbabwean and Japanese descent. She did her undergraduate studies at Curtis and then she studied where she studied counterpoint counterpoint and theory. (laughs) Sorry. Nah. (laughs) Ghetto. (laughs) Um, Very good. Shout out to you. Um, she is a Fulbright scholar and attended the Conservatoire National Supérieur de Musique et de Danse de Paris, and wow. has it's a long time. We oui. <laughs> the, the 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 National Superior School of Music and Dance of Paris, <laughs> and has her master's in theological studies from Harvard University, and like the real Harvard, not y'all girls that go on there for the weekend and get you a a, a certificate. Okay, uh, she gained international attention after winning the Primrose International Viola Competition at the age of 16. Following Jeez. the year she won, she won the Young Concert Artist International uh, Competition, I'm pretty sure it's competition, which led to her debuts at the Kennedy Center and the 92 Street Y. Uh, Nakutula has been busy and popping ever since, you hear me? So I'm not going to say everything because, honestly... It's, it's gonna be long but she played with the emerson quartet and saw the premieres of her piece rising for solo multi-track violin and pedals and primal message for viola quintet in collaboration with the dover quartet the phoenix chamber music society and the chamber music northwest her first viola concert okay katie her first viola concerto was commissioned by christopher briggs and irene marquez briggs Briggs, Biggs, 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 not Briggs, and will be recorded with the Yannick Philharmonic. It will be released sometime this winter. Um, I'll link her website so you can see her other numerous collaborations and performances. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nakutala has performed at the White House. I'm pretty sure when it was an ice covered in ice, and. <laughs> and mcdonald's rappers and has testified before congress on behalf of the national endowment for the arts thank you for doing that she serves she served as a visiting professor at the university of notre dame dom and the jacob school of music also served as director of the primrose international viola competition now this was my favorite part she was like i won this and i came back to help you out <laughs> that was my favorite part of this bio um helping you out when you win Okay, I'm not even gonna entertain you because that competition is literally impossible to win, except for the people. Doesn't who sound like in. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have no. I don't understand that competitions. I can't think of anything that interests me less than doing nothing. It. Not teaching general music. You know, I'm really Mike could do the circle song before I did a viola competition. I might because you said that you'd rather be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I might could make a circle duo duo than than prepare for a competition. Um, so bad submitted your application. So oh, perfect. She currently curates Composer's Choice, a co-production of ASU slash Kerr Cultural Center, Phoenix Chamber Music Society, and Peace Mama Productions. It features twenty one cent okay twenty first century music and its creators from the concert hall to television game and beyond in chamber music setting. So shout out to you, Nakuthala. You know, she's just popping. And when you see her um her headshots. Okay. Mama knows she fierce. That's on period. Period, sis. Okay, this episode is forever. You have a little piece of week. 
Sure do. Gonna say it real quick. My piece of the week is. <laughs> you couldn't even get it out. I know. I can't even talk that fast. My piece of the week is um one that I mentioned earlier, Sanctuary Road. Um, so that you can hear uh, the words of the abolitionist William Steele sang by all these beautiful black voices. And that's it. Period. Let me cover up Delaney's face so I can do this act. This outro in peace. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, or an intermission suggestion, send us to Classic Black Podcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check us out at classicblackpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. And ISBM, y'all. Oh, shoot. <laughs> ISBM.com. Thanks. It's not even the website. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> don't, don't go there. Go to <laughs> isblackmusicians.com. <laughs> That's where they should go. <laughs> yeah, about, How um, many O's is that? About seven. <laughs> about seven of them giants. I is black musicians. <laughs> it's late, y'all. It's late, and I'm always ghetto, so it's well, my booty hurt. I want to get up. I want to go lay down. So, <laughs> All right. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Oh, bye.